Hey listeners, on May 13th, we invite you to join us and Reed Hoffman for a new virtual strategy session presented in alliance with Capital One Business. You'll hear insights from fellow entrepreneurs about how to be at the forefront of leading change with AI. So go to mastersofscale.com AI strategy right now to register for free. Again, that's mastersofscale.com AI strategy. Looking forward to seeing you there. The last 10 days have been very, very, very hard. I've been sleeping four or five hours a day as a son of a Holocaust survivor to see people marching and saying, gas the Jews, I take that very personally. My daughter came to me two days ago and she said, Daddy, I understand that you're trying to help your friends in the Middle East, your Palestinian and Israeli colleagues, but you're not smiling anymore. And it just made me remember that I cannot let them diminish me. I'm going to choose to laugh. I'm going to choose to live. I'm going to choose to build. I'm going to choose to build bridges. And particularly now that there's so much darkness, I'm going to choose to be a light. And I want everybody that's listening to you today to choose to be a light with me, to reach out to the other and not allow the terrorists a victory. Because they want to divide us. That's Daniel Lubetsky, the founder of Kind Snacks and a longtime advocate of using business to foster peace between Israelis and Palestinians. I'm Bob Safian, former editor of Fast Company, founder of the Flux Group and host of Masters of Scale Rapid Response. I wanted to talk with Daniel because he has deep, longstanding relationships within both the Israeli and Palestinian business communities. He's been working to help colleagues evacuate from danger in Gaza, only to have their exit blocked by Hamas. Daniel's father was a Holocaust survivor, so he sees the conflict in Israel from a distinctive and personal perspective. He notes a stark delineation between Palestinians and those in Hamas, and he calls for renewed focus on the builders in the Palestinian community who can forge a better future. He also calls on business leaders in America and around the world to take a full-throated stand in these difficult times. It's a passionate, heartfelt message and one that any business person should think about hard in contemplating their priorities and the future they're trying to create. Let's listen in. Hi, listeners. It's Erica Flynn, VP of Alliances and Audience Development at Wait What, the company behind Masters of Scale. My day-to-day consists of nonstop communication, not only with my immediate team, but with our current partner relationships and with incoming leads from possible future partners, which is why I rely on the ease of Grammarly to keep my communication clear and efficient. One confusing email can turn into several confused replies, which can turn into an unexpected meeting which no one wants, needs, or has time for. Having Grammarly on hand as my trusted AI writing partner not only streamlines my extensive to-do list, it minimizes miscommunication by quickly and efficiently synthesizing information and carefully curating tailor-made responses to specific groups. In fact, companies that use Grammarly to communicate can save 19 days per year per employee. Grammarly eases the writing process. It's a writing partner from the blank page to the last word typed before hitting send. Join me and over 70,000 teams who trust Grammarly to work faster, hit their goals, and keep their data secure. Visit Grammarly.com to learn more. That's Grammarly.com. 
I'm Bob Safian. I'm here with Daniel Lubetsky, the founder of Kind Snacks, who's been working to bridge common ground between Israelis and Palestinians through the One Voice movement and other initiatives. Daniel, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Bob. So the last two weeks have seen a sequence of events in Israel and in Gaza threatened to spin out of control. You've dedicated many years to try soothing tensions in the region. It must be a challenging moment for you. My father was in a concentration camp in Dachau, so even in spite of hearing of the atrocities that the Nazis did, other than with ISIS and Al-Qaeda, I cannot think of people that did such horrible atrocities, stealing children and taking them to Gaza, entire families burned. The goal of terrorists is to divide, destroy, and diminish. They don't just want to divide Israelis versus Palestinians. They aim to literally divide civilizations. You know, the goal of Hamas is not to replace Israel with the Palestinian Authority. Their goal is an Islamic caliphate all over the Middle East to replace Egypt and Saudi Arabia and Jordan and all other Arab countries with the most repressive of Islamic regimes. That is not the Islamic rule of all my Muslim friends, of which I have thousands. It's the most repressive form that all of my Muslim friends would reject. If you go to my channels, you can look at interviews of the Hamas people in their own words telling you that they don't care about dying and they don't care about killing and they don't care if Palestinian people die because they're all going to ascend to what they perceive as their form of heaven. You have colleagues in Israel, in Gaza, in the West Bank. What are you hearing from them? I've been working in this space for over 30 years. People know me as the founder of Kind. I'm very proud of that. But well before Kind existed, I started a company, my first company called PeaceWorks right after law school to use business to bring neighbors together, to use business to bring Israelis, Palestinians, Jordanians, Egyptians, Turks, to trade with one another and use trade as a force for humanizing one another. And then to use vested economic interest to cement and deepen human relations between all peoples. And then I co-founded a movement called One Voice with a friend of mine named Mohammed Daraushe, a Palestinian Muslim citizen of Israel, to amplify the voice of moderates that want to break the shackles of violent extremism and build a better future for all of the people of the region. And uh, Bob, Mohammed's cousin, a Muslim nurse who was tending to the young people that were attending this peace music festival, was slaughtered by the terrorists. And the Israeli chairman of Darkenu, which is an offshoot of the One Voice movement on the Israeli side, Isan Yaron was also killed by terrorists. Jonathan, the nephew of our other prior chairman, was also killed by terrorists. And here you have Muslims and Jews killed by terrorists, destroyers versus builders. The terrorists are the destroyers, and these are builders, Muslim and Jewish, Palestinian and Israeli, that want to build a better future for the people. It breaks my heart. We have staff in Gaza that are trying to escape Gaza, and we have ways to get them out, but Hamas has blocked all exits. They've 
bombed roads, they block roads. This is from our Palestinian staff in Gaza that are telling us they're not able to get out because Hamas will not let them evacuate. And we've evacuated Palestinian staff from Gaza in the past when Hamas threatened their lives. Uh, one of them is Azaldin Masri, who now lives here in the United States and works with us. Hamas put rocket launchers in his house. This was in a prior conflict. When they put rocket launchers in somebody's home, what that means is that that home is going to be destroyed because they throw the rockets, then the Israeli Defense Forces tries to destroy the rockets and then destroy the house of these innocent civilians. Now, after this massacre, they're continuing to throw rockets at Israel. I cannot imagine how this conflict ends without dismantling the terrorist Hamas infrastructure. I'm not an Israeli. I'm a confused Mexican Jew, very passionate to be an American, and I'm very passionate to have countless friendships with Palestinians, with Muslims, with Arabs that I've built over the last 30 years. It's going to be very painful, but I don't think there's a, a way to build without first dismantling the Hamas infrastructure. Your efforts have always been around supporting and encouraging moderates to have support. And it sounds like for you, for your colleagues in Israel and in Gaza, it's harder to be moderate than it was. This has basically forced you into positions that maybe you didn't want to take. And they may be exactly the positions Hamas wants you in. When you see insensitivity of either side towards the humanity of the other, that's literally what Hamas wants. So a Palestinian kid in Chicago was killed by his landlord. It was horrible. And fortunately, the Jewish community in Chicago showed a lot of solidarity to the Muslim community and condemned the murder. And, but all of us, when, when our people are getting hurt, all of us become tribal. It's a, it's a natural instinct. And that's what Hamas wants. And it's okay to show solidarity with your people, but it's very important now more than ever to not play into their goals and to show humanity for all sides. And while we do need to dismantle the terrorist infrastructure that Hamas has created, we need to minimize any suffering to any Israelis or Palestinians. You're not a politician, you're a business person, and your goals have been to sort of foster peace through business. In a moment like this, what can business do? I think the most important thing is to speak with moral clarity. Show empathy to all, but any tolerance towards terror is disrespectful to humanity. I think there has to be very clear condemnation of terrorism. And we can add to that that we have empathy towards all of the people that are suffering as a consequence. We've uh, personally donated $2.4 million to humanitarian efforts to help the victims of terror, and we're deploying the frontline impact project to help both Israeli and Palestinian civilians that are impacted by the war. We have a hundred corporations in our network and we're inviting all of them to donate pallet-sized quantities of products that we're flying into the region to help Palestinians and Israelis suffering as a result. And I also have to say, condemning anti-Semitism and condemning any discrimination against human beings, if anybody reacts with Islamophobia and attacks all Muslims, I condemn it with 
without equivocation. And if anybody marches in the streets of Europe or the United States saying death to Jews, gas the Jews, or as they did in Australia, that stuff has to be condemned. Any corporation that chose not to speak up after 9-11, not to speak up after Russia's attacks against Ukraine, not to speak up after the horrible murder of George Floyd, can be excused for saying we don't ever comment. But if you've spoken in the past about any of these horrible things, to be silent when you're facing people marching and saying death to Jews is morally repugnant. And frankly, it's very, very scary because they burned the synagogue in Tunisia now more than ever. Like these things have consequences, dehumanizing any people, whether it's Jewish, Muslim, Christian, or otherwise, we need to all stand against it. Hmm. There are business leaders who I've heard from who want to say something, but struggle with what the right thing to say is or how to say it to their people. I've put out resources on my Instagram, on our LinkedIn channel, on all our social media, on the Lubetsky Family Foundation website. There's a lot of language that people can feel free to use. First and foremost, you need to speak from the heart and be authentic, but it's not very complicated. Hamas terror is a sin against humanity. It is monstrous and unacceptable. And anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, or any discrimination is not to be tolerated and it's to be condemned. There's been a lot of misinformation and disinformation spread on social media, videos, posts, claims that are hard to track, even things like beheadings and, you know, things happening to kids or, or rape. I guess, how do you know what is true in an environment where there's so much uneasiness about that? What's most striking is that the terrorists did all of this job. Like they filmed and documented all of this stuff and they posted it in their own channels. So only people that want to be blind and, and ignore it can ignore their heinous crimes. But you're right, Bob, it's always been very hard during times of war to trust sources. And now it's even worse than that because people live in echo chambers. All of my Jewish and pro-Israel friends are sharing content with each other and they think that they're doing something constructive, but it's just speaking to the group that is already convinced about their cause. And then all of my Palestinian and Muslim friends are speaking again themselves and they're not seeing each other's content, they're not understanding each other, not educating each other. They're certainly not growing. They're only sowing hatred towards the other group because they are only being fed what they want to hear. And so it's it's very problematic. And I think the only solution out of this is to transcend our silos and reframe this and build a movement of builders. We've been trying to do it for 30 years. We're going to double down on doing that. We're going to build a movement of builders versus destroyers that's going to help show how Palestinian entrepreneurs, Israeli inventors, Muslim and Jewish teachers are builders and terrorists on either side, uh, whether Israeli or Palestinian, that deny the humanity of the other side is a destroyer. And there are some amongst our Israeli friends and they need to be isolated and removed from power. We cannot continue allowing extremists to rule us. The extremists wake up in the morning and they're like, how can I advance my cause? And the moderates wake up in the morning and they're like, what am I going to have for breakfast? 
And this is the problem that one single monster can derail our efforts unless we all stand up with a voice. The evolution in my thinking is that it's good to be a martyr, but a builder needs to act. So we need to take action. Daniel has insight into both the Israeli and Palestinian communities, and his stories show how accessing a diversity of perspectives can impact your view of a situation. After the break, he'll share his ideas for the kinds of actions we need to take. We'll be right back. Hey, listeners, it's Jodine Dorsey, the VP of Live Events at Wait What, the company behind Masters of Scale. I am constantly tasked with reaching out to teams across a wide spectrum of professions and the vastly different personalities that go with them. Grammarly helps me quickly shift tones to better communicate what I want to say and saves me valuable time in the process. Our upcoming Masters of Scale Summit event features top-tier speakers from CEOs to founders to political leaders. Grammarly's ability to produce on-brand writing helps me properly prepare for each and every thought leader I interact with on stage. It lets me generate the most exciting specialized content for our audience. In fact, teams that use Grammarly report 66% less time spent editing marketing content, which I've seen firsthand with my summit team. Join me and over 70,000 teams who trust Grammarly to work faster, hit their goals, and keep their data secure. Visit Grammarly.com to learn more. That's Grammarly.com. Before the break, we heard Kind founder Daniel Lubetsky talk about his 30 years of building relationships between Israelis and Palestinians and how the conflict with Hamas has altered that dynamic. Now he talks about why the role of business is important in any solution and how to build bridges in the region and beyond. Plus, his proposed solution to help Palestinians in Gaza, which he admits is highly imperfect. Your initial impulse that, like, you can foster peace through business, you're still as committed to that as ever? Or is this turn of events sort of made you question, to some extent, what that kind of business collaboration can do? Business collaboration can never be a sufficient solution. You need political resolution to the conflict. You need an educational element for people to be taught this humanity and empathy and respect for the other. But the business aspect cannot be underestimated to build a better future for the people. And building includes building businesses that can provide people employment and opportunities. You've worked for decades in this area, and now there's been a major setback. That's got to be frustrating. The last 10 days have been very, very, very hard. I've been sleeping four or five hours a day as a son of a Holocaust survivor to see people marching and saying, gas the Jews. I take that very personally. My daughter came to me two days ago, and she said, Daddy, I understand that you're trying to help your friends in the Middle East, your Palestinian and Israeli colleagues, but you're not smiling anymore. And it just made me remember that I cannot let them diminish me. I'm going to choose to laugh. I'm going to choose to live. I'm going to choose to build. I'm going to choose to build with others. And particularly now that there's so much darkness, I'm going to choose to be a light. And I want everybody that's listening to you today to choose to be a light with me and to build bridges and to reach out to the other and to reach out with humanity and not allow the terrorists a victory because they want to divide us. So we need to deny them by uniting 
for a solution that's going to deliver to Israelis, Palestinians, and all of the people of the region. And it's not just an issue that stays in the Middle East. It's going to impact all of us on our shores. Every single person that's listening to your podcast is going to be impacted by this and their children. It's a civilizational effort of voices of light, Muslim, Jewish, and Christians voices of light. The overwhelming majority of imams and Muslim leaders condemned Hamas terror as inconsistent with Islamic values, but their voices don't get out. We just need to join together. If we don't, it's going to end with our Europe and the United States and all of the world being invaded by hatred. What's happening in Ukraine is connected. There is rumors that Putin funded Hamas. He certainly is happy to see the United States have to open another front defending and supporting Israel. And Iran sends drones to Russia to attack innocent Ukrainians. Forces of totalitarianism and hatred are aligned in trying to prevent liberal democracies. And so we need to stand up and defend democratic societies, defend freedom, humanity, respect, kindness, and understand that we cannot just live in our cocoons. If I'm inspired by this and I want to support an organization or send some money, where do I find the right places to do that? Look up onevoicemovement.org, a movement of Israelis and Palestinians that are speaking one voice against extremism. If you go to the Lubetsky Family Foundation website, there's resources of organizations you can support. If any corporate CEO is want to donate products or services, they should look at Frontline Impact. We started it during uh, COVID because we wanted to donate kind bars to hospitals and first responders. And we have over 100 corporations that donated. And after COVID, we repurposed that to help Ukraine. And now we're also deploying it to help humanitarian relief efforts in the Middle East. But honestly, Bob, even more important than donating money is taking a stance in being a builder rather than destroyer. Please join me on my social media to start learning how you can be part of this solution. The imperative to destroy Hamas seems like it could sacrifice a lot of Palestinian lives in the process. And that repercussion is reprehensible in, in all kinds of ways. And I, I just wonder how you square those two things. Yeah, I, I have an answer to that. And it's a very imperfect answer. But I think you have to minimize any casualties to Palestinians. And the way you do it is you freed up some land and some neighborhoods, you invite Palestinians to come and have safe passage into those areas. And then you can start building with them and you get the United States community, the Saudis, the Emiratis, the Palestinian entrepreneurs, the Israeli entrepreneurs, everybody to invest billions of dollars in building a Gaza that people can be proud of. You know, Hamas has been in control of Gaza for over 15 years. They've had the chance and opportunity to build a society that they could be proud of. Instead, they use that to throw rocket attacks. It is sadly not tenable for them to stay in power because it's going to continue enslaving not just the south of Israel and Israelis in general, but also the Palestinian victims. 
Now, Israel has to do a better job at resolving the Palestinian conflict. The Palestinian Authority has to do a better job. Everybody has to do a better job. But Hamas cannot be part of the equation. The Palestinian Authority know it. It's unpopular for them to say it because right now, Palestinians are upset Israelis, but everybody that you speak behind the scenes, the Saudis, the Jordanians, the Egyptians, they all understand this. And my Israeli or Palestinian friends or American friends say, but look at the suffering this is going to do. And I agree, but I do not know a way that we ultimately help build a Palestinian state in peace with Israel without first dislodging Hamas from control of Gaza. I just logically cannot see how that happens. You need to give Palestinians hope. You need to invest in humanitarian aid to all the civilians. It's horrible when when they are in the line of fire. We need to do everything in our power to minimize Israeli and Palestinian casualties. But I have to imagine intellectually and legally and emotionally that you have to ultimately dislodge Hamas from power. They, They don't have a moral right to exist after what they did. Well, these are very difficult times, and I appreciate your taking the time to talk with us about it. Thank you, Bob. Listening to Daniel, you can hear him struggling to stay logical and calm in a situation that's highly emotional. We all carry preconceived notions, and that can be a barrier to true clarity. Only by engaging with those who seem different than us and being open to learning even when it makes us uncomfortable Can we grow as business people, as leaders, and as humans? I'm Bob Safian. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. It's Jeff Berman, CEO of Wait What and co-host of the Masters of Scale podcast. Like many of you, my to-do list changes by the minute. Whether I'm working with partners or hashing out legal documents or brainstorming with our team, there is never a shortage of tasks that require attention and constant communication. Like Masters of Scale co-host Reid Hoffman, I know artificial intelligence is a huge part of our future, and Grammarly is an enterprising leader in AI. With Grammarly, what used to take a few hours only takes a few clicks. It's like having a collaborator for my writing, helping me generate better first drafts and tailoring messages to our specific audiences. It's not only a superior AI tool, it is a safe AI tool. And as a CEO, security is always top of mind. Grammarly has 14 years of experience and a business model that never sells our data. Security has been a priority since day one and continues to be integral to Grammarly's values today. Join me and over 70,000 teams who trust Grammarly to work faster, hit their goals, and keep their data secure. Visit Grammarly.com to learn more. That's Grammarly.com. Message of Scale Rapid Response is a Wait What original. I'm Bob Safian, your host and Masters of Scale's editor-at-large. Our executive producer is Chris McLeod. Our producers are Chris Gauthier, Adam Skuse, Alex Morris, Tucker Ligursky, and Masha Makutonina. Our music director is Ryan Holiday. Audio editing by Keith J. Nelson, Stephen Davies, Stephen Wells, Andrew Nault, Liam Jenkins, and Timothy Lou Lee. Mixing and Mastering by Aaron Bastinelli and Brian Pugh. Our CEO and Chairman of the Board is Jeff Berman. Wait What was co-founded by June Cohen and Darren Triff. Special thanks to Jodine Dorsey, Alfonso Bravo, Tim Cronin, Erica Flynn, Sarah Tartar, Katie Blazing, Marielle Carricker, Chineme Ozuquena, 
Colin Howarth, Brandon Klein, Sammy Aputa, Kelsey Saison, Luisa Velez, Nikki Williams, and Justin Winslow. Visit mastersofscale.com to find the transcript for this episode and to subscribe to our email newsletter.